Welcome to another episode of Latinos Who Thrive. I am your host, Victor Escalante. If you're new to the show, our podcast celebrates the achievements and success stories of Latinos in various fields. In each episode, we explore the unique journeys of our guests, from their humble beginnings to their current successes, and we uncover the valuable insights and lessons they have learned along the way. Our mission is to inspire and empower our listeners particularly those within the Latino community, to pursue their dreams and achieve their full potential. Join us as we share stories of resilience, determination, and triumph, and we discover what it takes to thrive as a Latino in today's world. This week, we have special guest, Daniana Trigoso-Kukulski, Executive Director of DIFI Foundation. DIFI is an acronym for Developing Integrity in Families and Youth, and she's going to tell us about the work that she is doing in the community here in Houston. So let's get started. And now we have Danny Trigoso Kukolski. Danny, welcome to Latinos Who Thrive. Victor, what a pleasure and honor is to be with me as, uh, this afternoon. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm happy to have you uh, talk to our audience about your trajectory. So tell us where you're originally from. I am originally from Peru. I left my uh, beautiful country at 21 years old when, the, uh, unfortunately, my family and I came from police department family. My father was a police officer, my brothers as well. So we facing uh, tremendous time in Peru and the time that we have the terrorism, Sendero Luminoso. And so it was a family decision that we took back in the 80s to make the, the final decision to move out of the country. So after um, a decision that was taken by my oldest brother, we decided to go to different countries. You know, my oldest brothers went to Argentina and I, as in the reveal lady, I went to Venezuela with by, by myself. You know, I am the only daughter for four brothers. And as you know, as in Latina, we are super protected. So I was the baby of the family. And, you know, everybody was concerned about my decision. But I think after many years that I'm being blessed and then, you know, being working so hard, I can say that it was worthy, you know, the decision that I made back 20, 20 years ago. So help me understand, were you a political uh, refugee in Peru? No, sir. Unfortunately, I wasn't. Actually, okay. it was the decision that I took uh, and I was traveling by myself and by my, uh, with my cousin to Venezuela and I have to cross the border. So in Reality, when we made the decision, we applied for a visa in Venezuela to Venezuela, but unfortunately, I was denied it. So being in this safety space, my brother and then my father suggested to have this, you know, trip, of course, with all the accommodations and the safety step that it was actually decided, you know, for myself. How did being an immigrant from Peru going to Venezuela affect you in your mindset and your personal evolution? Victor, I can say that I was so blessed. You know, even if um, being raised for four brothers, I, like I say, I am the only daughter. I can say that um, uh, characteristics and strength that a man's uh, teaching us, you know, during our childhood, I can say that was actually my root and my efforts and my encouragement. 
during my process. I decided to went to Venezuela because at that time, Venezuela was the country that everybody would like to live with, you know, live in. Why? Because it was so rich, you know, with the petroleum and there's so many different things in, in Venezuela in comparison with Peru at that time. We made the decision with my cousin. It was super good for myself at the beginning because I'm start as a 20 year old. You know, I'm starting my journal as an immigrant, learning the new culture with the same language. But I have in my background, my master in, in education. So uh, uh, since God that I left my country with my five years in education, I become, I have my master in education and early childhood. So I'm starting my journal in an education world. However, as an immigrant, you know, everybody has to face in so many challenges. So at the beginning, it was a little bit hard, you know, trying to adapting myself to the new country, to the new rules. And I become actually the second hand for one of the most famous doctors at, at surgeon, plastic surgery, that it was one of my best friends. And he become actually one of the uh, persons who support me to have my documentation in Venezuela. And after that, I, since that, I like the word and the God is good. You know, I was applying for uh, a position in international relations organizations such as Latin System Economy, which I'm working with economies of the 27 countries in Latin America. And we have to see immigration and uh, culturalization and every single process that every economy in every single, you know, 27 countries have to face in. So it was a lot of um, reach and knowledge that I have, you know, at that moment of my life. So give us the through line from Venezuela to coming to America. Yeah. So like I say, you know, Victor, those are the times and it looks like for me and my uh, spiritual awakeness that I see that God is shaking my word every 15 or 18 years. That happened when I was 20 and I decided by my family to move out of the country. And then, you know, 14 years after in Venezuela, it was another shaking. You know, as you know, the President Chavez took the power in, in, in Venezuela and then as in working in an organization, you know, who has been dealing with so many economies for different countries, we made the decision by the ambassador's suggestion and advice to go out on to look for another, you know, countries because we know that at that moment, the country is going to face in so many challenges and financially and by the safety. So um, at that time, I had my baby. You know, I was a single mom. I separated my life for the father of my child. And I was like, okay, now what is next? You know, so at that time, my brother was living in Mexico and he offered me to come and living with him to open in a restaurant. So I thought that it's going to be, you know, good to go back to my roots and be surrendered by my brothers. And that is what I did. I went to Mexico after three days that I arrived to Mexico, I am super proactive, Victor, so I don't have, you know, time to, you know, have a vacation. I was like, this is my point right now. This is my new country. I need to get it. After five days that I arrived to Mexico, I found a restaurant. I, you know, transpassing all the, the rights for the restaurant and I'm going to start working as a restaurant, you know, cooking and 
you know, serving people and knowing more the, about the uh, culture of Mexico, which one I was super in love, actually. So I lifted in Mexico for my uh, more than nine months. And then unfortunately, at that time, my brother decided to go back to Peru and um, left me over there. You know, I have like 13 months old baby with me by myself in Mexico City. And I was like, okay, what is next over here? You know, am I stay by myself or what should I do? Uh, at that time, unfortunately, what's happening in Venezuela, every single change of money that you have in savings is it was locked out. So I have to make that trip back to Venezuela in order to get whatever I left in Venezuela. So, and then, um, you know, I have my auntie who was living in Indianapolis, Indiana, and she told me, why not United States? You know, we have here family, you are welcome. And that is what I decided to come to United States, you know. So I was living in Indianapolis for more than 14 years, actually. So the cycle of 15 years repeats itself. Yes, they repeat it. And that is what I say, you know, every single 15 or 18 years is something that I believe that a God is actually shaking my word to actually, you know, uh, protecting me and then empower me to do something else for his kingdom. That is that's my thought, you know. So tell us in your lifetime, you've been shaped by a lot of uh, political and economic turmoil. And I understand that you're in the process of writing a book uh, to help immigrants uh, because you are a subject matter expert of going to different countries and acculturating and assimilating into the environment. So with this as a backdrop to your story, what have you been able to learn firsthand that you can share with a lot of our audience about being an immigrant and what you need to do in order to thrive. Victor, you know what? In my years of as an immigrant, as a single mom, as a woman, I have faced so many challenges. And then even with that, I thought that uh, as an immigrant, nobody told us how it's going to happen, what is going to happen, what they have what are you facing, you know? In reality, nobody prepare you to be an immigrant. The same thing, nobody prepare you uh, to be as a father or mother, you know. So during my um, spiritual awakening, I decided to write it on and said, okay, something that is happening in me in my life, it could have happened and helping somebody else, you know, as in women, as in youth, you know. So I created this journal, you know, that it shows how, first of all, the linking that you have to have with your roots. For me, Victor, is super important. You know, the knowledge that you have, where you're coming from, the values and the strength, and even the weaknesses of your family, of where you're coming from, of the country where you're coming from, maybe the neighborhood, you know, the culture that you're coming from, because that is going to happen and that is going to give you actually the start point to having new things, you know. Even if you are a prophet, women or men, you always have to go back to your roots. And then um, having the knowledge of who you are, where you're coming from, I believe so that with preparation, education and empowerment, self-empowerment, you can achieve your goal, you know. And that happened to me. 
Nobody told me, and then the experience that I have as a um, social services provider, I see so many immigrants and especially women, you know, who have been facing isolation, depression, maybe exciting or, you know, to be in the new world. You know, I have a, one lady, for example, that she was 19 years old, having super happy to be in the new world, but didn't have any idea where she needed to start. So it looks like her life changing one day to another one, but she couldn't know where she needs to start to, you know, having a new life. So required to know where you're coming from, where's your start point, it's super important to actually to have new things in your life. And the book that it called Between Borders that is going to be releasing on the September 9th, I talking about what is happening with you before you leave you know, before anything that has happened before the preparation, how do you need to prepare yourself to go somewhere else? It doesn't have to be in the United States because the immigration is a, a, a global, you know, problem at this, at this moment. You know, we have, to, for example, in Houston, Victor, we have received 1 million point three individuals who has been crossing the border in less than, than six months. What has happened with these people? Nobody talk about it, you know. Nobody say, hey, you know, what about the human being? Yes, it's a lot of political stuff about immigration, but what happened with the human being? Where Where is the emotional part of the human being as an immigrant? So in the book, I try to educate the person who is ready to go or was forcing to go, you know, and then to have very uh, open-minded, you know, facing challenges about, for example, your knowledge. You know, as an immigrant, I came with five years of education, Victor. And when then I submitted my paperwork to convalidate my degrees, they took more than three years. Of course, that it becomes a frustration because it needs that you need to work in three more years that maybe um, you will face in, you know, economical challenges maybe time challenges you know but those are the things that require to be in aligned with the same culture that you are in right now we talk about that in the book we talk about the reality when the, you are in the city basically what is happening you know what is a new system Nobody told me for example I, I like I say I came from police uh, department family who was working many years in the police department. And I know that I have to follow the authority. However, I was stopped one day with a police uh, officer and I didn't know what to do, you know? First of all, the language barriers, you know, the culture barriers, you know? I was like very familiar with the system as a police girl, let's put it that way. But when I faced that reality, it was completely up, you know, I was completely in another world, you know, the, the police was approaching me very aggressively, you know, very uh, in his world, you know what I mean? So, but in my perspective, I was followed the rule. I was followed the law. In his perspective, I wasn't, you know what right. I mean? So I think in, in those kinds of things, we need to be educated about the system. You're listening to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Daniana Trigoso-Kukulski. We'll be right back. Are you looking to take your career to the next level? 
Do you want to stand out from the crowd and make a lasting impression? Then look no further. Introducing the ultimate game changer, the Escalante Public Speaking Mastery Course. In today's competitive world, effective communication is the key to success. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, the ability to speak confidently and persuasively is a game changer. I know, because I have lived through it. That's why the Public Speaking Mastery Course is here to unlock your full potential. The comprehensive course is designed to transform your public speaking skills from good to extraordinary. I will be guiding you through a step-by-step -step process, helping you overcome stage fright, craft compelling messages, and deliver impactful presentations. When I took the Dale Carnegie School of Public Speaking and Human Relations, it changed my life and I will be able to help you do the same. My career in journalism and training and development was built on having the skills to be able to communicate to a team or thousands. I hold nothing back. I will give you all my trade secrets and how you can thrive and crush it. Imagine walking into a boardroom and captivating your audience with your powerful presence. Picture yourself confidently leading meetings, delivering persuasive pitches, and commanding attention in every interaction. With a public speaking mastery course, you'll be equipped with the skills to excel in any professional situation. If you're ready to take the step and supercharge your career, enroll in the public speaking mastery course today. All the information and the cost is in the show notes. Don't let fear hold you back. Unlock your potential, elevate your career, and become a master of public speaking. Go to the show notes to register today to secure your spot in the next session of Public Speaking Mastery Course. Public Speaking Mastery Course, empowering professionals, transforming careers. Act now and make a lasting impression in every opportunity that comes your way. You will be glad you did and you will thrive for the rest of your life. We now return you to Latinos Who Thrive with special guest, Daniana Trigoso-Kukulski. Danny, you and I speak the same language, uh, but it's very theoretical for our audience. So let's get down in the weeds. Tell us how you've been able to overcome a lot of the challenges and difficulties <laughs> in going from one country to another, especially coming to the States. Tell us what were the biggest challenges that you faced coming to the States? Well, first of all, is the, uh, the language barrier, Victor. Okay. We know, you know, I thought that I speak English, you know, because my mother actually um, empowered me to uh, learning English during my early childhood, you know. So, but when then I get into Atlanta with a lot of different accents and slogans and different pronunciation, I identify myself that I didn't actually know anything about English. So for me, it was a necessary step that I have to took, you know, so I decided to go back and learning English again, you know, even if I thought that I knew, for me, it was very important, you know, and then the other thing is, Victor, be proud about your accent, because that sometimes for me, it was something that people start laughing with my accent, you know. But at the beginning, I was like super frustrated about that um, episode. But later on, I identified that that is a rich thing, you know. Nobody 
is like me. You know, I'm, I'm unique and then I have to respect my culture, my language and myself, you know. And if I have a strong accent, it is. It's in a strong accent, but I want to pronounce in the correct English, you know. The other thing that it was impactful for myself, Victor, is having the knowledge that my education is not going to happen the same here. I'm being educated as a uh, teacher, you know, for early childhood. Well, when I came to United States, I wasn't able to teach, you know, so I had to go back again and study and I have to have my degree as a teacher, you know, certified teacher for United States. The other thing that I can face in Victor is the cultural differences, you know. In my family, for example, we are super, super familiar uh, with, you know, touching, kissing, hugging, and, you know, be surrendered by people, you know, and maybe showing up anytime that I want to see my friend or my brother. One day, sometimes I remember in Indiana, I show up in the door with my brother. It was Sunday at 6 p.m. And he opened the door for He talked me. He told me, you cannot come to visit to me, even if you need to let me know. You know, you need to let me know because I have my own schedule. Ooh, that was for me like, oh my gosh, how my brother told me that, you know. But those are new rules that we need to learn in, Victor. And that was something that I was actually willingness to accept it, that it was a new culture. You know what I mean? It's a, it was a new culture. And in order to feel myself welcome, I have to follow the rules. So you came to Houston. Houston is considered to be the future of how America will look like in the future. Hispanics are already the largest majority in Houston and now in the state, in the whole state of Texas. Latinos are the largest minority and in your experience what do you see or what as a social worker in the community what have you seen that latinos really need to understand and really need to get what it takes to scale up to survive not only survive but to thrive in their personal and professional lives what would you say Victor, I believe so that this is more more than the mindset that you have to have, you know. Okay. I don't see the differences between me and somebody else, honestly. You know, sometimes I feel that I am super blessed because I have the opportunity, first of all, to speak two languages, then to be biculture because not everybody is biculture. And I think this is a rich thing that the Latinos who are educated and who wants to at thrive and achieve things, they have to have that in their mind. So for me, thrive and success is become with your mind, you know, your set. You have to have a mindset to thrive and to be successful. And and that is what actually it'll become more spiritual. What is success right. for you? I know that you you're know, a person of faith. I, I know that you are deeply grounded and rooted in your faith. And I highly encourage to my listeners to do follow the path, whatever you feel that you need to follow, whether it's uh, faith, whether it's self-help books, whether it's teachers, it doesn't matter how you do it. So you invest in developing the proper mindset to be unstoppable, to have, as some guests have said, to have ganas, to do things with ganas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So who are the authors that have influenced you besides uh, the uh, authors of the Bible? Well, more than the Bible, I believe so in the problems of, you know, uh, that immigrants, as in myself, as in women, as in men, has been facing, you know. Mr. Chavez has what one of the actually authors and people who have been fighting for the rights of the immigrants and low-income workers. So for me, it's a very good example of what we can achieve, you know. It, at this time, Victor, we can find many examples of people who have been thriving, who has been successful as in Latina or as in African America or as in Asia. So it doesn't make the differences between the culture. For myself, it's the mindset that you have to have and the opportunity that you create for yourself, you know. Um, like I say, last year, for example, Victor, for me, it was a very dual year because I decided to close that chapter of myself to be more uh, the bonita and the buena that everybody had in their mind. You know, I was like, okay, I helped more than 35,000 people in that year, Victor, during the pandemic. And then at the end, I thought that everybody was good to me, you know, and then reality, this is not right, you know, so this is not the truth. You need to face in traición, you need to face in isolation, and you need to face in silence, you know. So one day, for example, one friend told me, Danny, you are always helping people. You always call. You are the only one who wants to help you. You call people. And she told me, stop calling and you will find out who is really your friend. And Victor, I can tell you, unfortunately, <laughs> you know. You could count I them on one hand. I think that I counted less than the one hand, you yeah. know. <laughs> but you know what? It was good for me, Victor. Even in, in, in the moments that uh, soledad or maybe isolation myself, I can identify my strength, you know. I identify my fuerza, you know. So I was like, Nobody can come to me if I don't open the door and nobody can make any changes in my life if I don't make the changes. So as a Latina, as a single mom, I put myself out and I say, I want to help more people. I want to do what is, uh, I didn't have the opportunity. I don't have anybody who told me, Danny, you need to face, you will face this challenge. You need to know about what is the um, the system in the United States and how do you can become an seed for somebody else or for the next generation. Uh, it was good at the same time, but it was hard. For example, I have only one son who is in the in the army right now and facing those challenges and helping him to be unique. I always mention to him that he is a unique because he is bicultural and, and he is bilingual. So for me, those are the things that we as a Latino, single mom, women and men, we have that powerful, powerful, you know, changes that we can make in the society. Like you say, Houston is the, the third or the fourth city more bigger than the United States. And unfortunately, it's a lot of work to do still for immigrants and refugees. You know, it's a lot of political thing, as you know, as a political thing over here in, in Houston. We are in pre-elector, you know, year. And that's the thing that we can't understand it. Um, I don't think that nothing is impossible, you know. So we working, if you are a good person, you will get the things good to you, you know. So that idea is to linking yourself with the right people and trying to become the echo for the good thing. 
you know, because in the past government, we have been heard so many bad things about Latinos. So I think it is now time to be the echo for the good thing. What has been the most difficult challenges that you have overcome? Ah, Victor, you touch my heart right now. You know, 2016, it was one of the years that it was super hard for me. Unfortunately, as in the baby, the, the only girl in my family, I was the eyes of my, my father. My father passed away. And two months after, my, my husband killed himself, you know. So I think that it was the moment that I um, tried to figure it out, who am I? You know, where that I coming from and where I heading to, you know, 2016, it was one of the most uh, hard time for me because not only I facing um, the pre functional depression that I can function like normally, Victor, because at that time I was actually leading more than four uh, support group for domestic violence victims. And then my doctor told me, what are you doing? You know, you're talking about depression, perpetrators and those kind of violent things and you are in the middle of the tournament. So I decided to make changes in my life at that time and I say, okay, now it's time for me and that's the reason why I decided to move to Houston, which I was the best decision. What advice would you give the younger Danny of say 20 years when she first left uh, Peru? Ah, Victor, I will tell her the don't be so so hard with yourself, you know. And this word, Victor, and myself, I can say, and this is a process that I'm still in, you know, learning to be good to me, you know, learning to be, to pamper myself, uh, to take a day off, you know, to um, actually value the minimal things that you can do for yourself. Maybe have half an hour walking on your backyard or maybe be in silence you know having in silence for me was a very good therapy and um don't be so hard you know don't be so hard with you because in my case for example Victor that hardness and the restricted word that I am trying to do with myself affecting my son you know one day he told me I don't want to be like you you know you're trying to be so perfect and that moment Victor I was like I am not perfect. You know, I want the best for you. And he told me, mommy, you need to let me be me, you know. So that opened my eyes to see that even if you're facing so many challenges, it is good to be vulnerable, you know. And then I have to be honest with you, Victor, I haven't given me the opportunity to be vulnerable sometimes, you know. Sure. And that comes in your mind. You right. know, as in you're strong, you are strong, you are, you know, fuerza, you, you can do this. But at the same time, we forget, you know, we forget that we are human beings, that we have to have this moment. And it's okay, you know, yeah. it's okay to be uh, sad maybe one or two days. It's okay to have those moments and it's okay to get up and continue. You had to become so strong and tough to survive that you became the actress of Tough and Survivalist, and you forgot about your own humanity, your own vulnerabilities. I read a study that uh, researchers asked people that were nearing the end of their life, what were their biggest regrets? And the number one was they wished that they could have been more compassionate with themselves. We're so easy to show compassion towards others, but sometimes we forget ourselves in the equation. Yes. And it's true. Sometimes uh, I I did that with myself. You know, I 
Remember that I have another, um, you know, funny story that I have a surgery and then my son uh, was with me and I tried to comb my hair and then put my lipstick on my lips and then be look, looking like good. And he told me, wait a minute, you know, you are in the hospital. You don't have to be like this. Right. It's okay to be vulnerable. And then for me, I think the vulnerability is something that we as a Latino who wants to get more things and wants to be the example for other, the next generations, also committed this error, you know. So at this time, and really wants to be, you know, the example for people, and especially like women, you know, youth, you know, adolescents. Part of the, this process is the creation of the nonprofit that we have right now. We believe that the nucleus of the society is the change is in the family. So that is the reason we create three programs, Victor. One is specifically for mothers and young ladies who would like to become an entrepreneur. And being see that the legacy of the Latina sometimes is forgotten. You know, sometimes people doesn't want to talking, or maybe people, mother doesn't want to be bothered, or maybe daughters wants to be bothered by the mother. But we see, we have been seeing studies that when they, you as a family, as a mother, empower and encourage your daughter to continue your legacy in your business, you can become super successful. So that is the program that we offer right now with Metas. And of course, the Immigrant and Welcome Center, which is the giving the opportunity to two different areas. One for the newcomer who has to be educated about the new legacy, the new system, and how they can connect them with different community resources. And the other one is to certify people like you, like me, who are natural helpers. You know, everybody is like, hey, I have a friend who just came where I need to refer them. So we are natural helpers. So this is a natural program that we offer right now where we certify natural helpers. And the other program is for youth specifically to fight for their rights and especially in the workplace. You know, workforce is very uh, uncommon that youth and especially 14 to 19 years old who has been facing this period and into uh, fast food restaurants. They are the most common people who has been abused in waste theft discrimination and safety and health in the workplace. So we educate them about what they need to do as a new workers, you know, facing new challenges and knowing their rights. So I think those opportunities as an overall, as a family, give us, us as a foundation, the opportunity to help more people and to be, you know, making them feel welcome. Into Tell the us the name of your nonprofit organization. Yeah, the name is called DFI Foundation, which one is Developing Integrity and Families and Youth Foundation. Okay. Over other people, they call DFI, DFI Foundation. And we will have that information in the show notes if people want to connect with you to seek uh, these services that your organization offers. Uh, Danny, Thank talk you. to us. Our time is almost up, but talk to us about your upcoming book. Uh, it's coming out in September. September the 9th is going to be released finally. And this is going to be actually the opportunity to launching officially the foundation as well. Even okay. if we are still working with the foundation, we have two years already working in Houston. We want to do like official launching the DFI Foundation plus the, the book Entre Fronteras. 
Okay. You'll have to come back and update us on the release of the book. And uh, and I hope to be at one of your book signing uh, events so, so that I can get my uh, signed copy. Of course, this definitely going to happen, Victor. I'm super honored and blessed to having you and then receiving the invitation for you. Danny, any final words? Any final words? You know, as a Latina, as a woman, you have the power in your mind, only in your mind and your heart to make some changes. Don't be proud of where you're coming from. You know, where are your roots and where are you heading? El cielo es el límite para ti. There you go. Well, that's it, my friends. Until next time, go out and have a great uh, week and thrive. And we will see you so long.